0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Venom R Motivation, and I'm your host. Good morning, good morning. Please bear with me. Let me check my equipment, make sure. All right, we're good. Adjust my situation here. Make myself comfortable. Welcome. Come on in. Settle down. Let me put this aroma therapy here. Where would be a good space? Well, why not? Let's try it out, right? Pretty bird. Let's put it here together. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another thing. Welcome to our gathering of the mind. Um, it's another beautiful day here on planet Earth in our galaxy in our Milky Way. Um, traffic is flowing um, quite quite slow. It it is moving, but there is a lot of traffic. It's a cloudy day on this part of the Earth. On um, there was some rains yesterday, there was a storm that passed the southern coast and it's slowly moving up east and towards the north. But um, just want to have a gathering of the minds, um, kind of fill you guys in on what I got going on today. So there's a lot of things that are going on in my universe and as always I like to share that with all of you because each And every single one of you is very dear and important to me. And um, as the time traveler that I am, um, I owe it to you guys to be as supportive as I can be. Because this is the gift that continues to gift. Um, It gives forward, it pays forward, and it allows everybody else to contribute and participate. And sometimes people just want to contribute, you know. So I give you a piece of advice that helps you get through your day. You give somebody else a piece of advice that helps them get through the day. And collectively, we all help each other. So let's start at the beginning. Let me let you know what's going on in my universe first. We're going to start at the micro level, and then we're going to scale up. So I have a a scheduled business meeting today for 10 o'clock. Let me give you some background to give you some context on this particular business meeting. So this is a business that I dealt with in the past. It's gone through three different sets of ownerships from the original owners um, to them failing in that business and a second person coming in, building it up just to sell it and sold it to this young couple. Um, Long story short, I know that the business was 98% handled improperly I think that they took a huge loss on the purchase, but there is hope on the horizon if you understand the business. The component that I could contribute to the situation is teaching the real business to this third-party ownership, you know, this third-generation ownership, and explain to them what the business truly is and how they really lost and were taken advantage of Thus, why they're in this predicament at this moment, because they should have had already enough time to turn a profit um, with this uh, business venture. So, at the most basic level, even though they took a loss purchasing the business, which is where you make your profit, is on the purchase. um, Not only does that apply to every business it also applies to this particular business now their success rates will be based on their perspective if they can expand their their perspective then their profits can increase and if they understand that their true nature their true game is to make a profit then they can get back on course So I'll go into the details of the actual deal, but let me give you some background first on the interchange between me and now this uh, third ownership, which I've worked with every owner of this particular uh, real estate property, uh, which is kind of like a failed franchise concept. Like the idea was good, but the execution was horrible. So throughout the course of almost a year, um, directly and indirectly, I've been involved with the new and recent ownership. And in this particular situation, there is a, a sense of a conflict of interest because uh, there's two different management strategies at play and there's even a third party investor who's a silent partner in this recent uh, business venture so the silent partner happens to be the father of one of the investors therefore delegating the power of communication and execution to you know their their child now in the dynamic of the two existing ownership components you have two totally different mentalities which have diluted the propensity for the business to create a profit it has distorted what the mission statement is for the investment and the business and the franchise and all the people involved in it which is where i come in my main concern is not adults i care about the children i care about the seniors that are not present to make decisions on a day-to-day but are affected by the day-to-day decisions of any business venture. Um, and we'll, we're gonna close with that concept. I'm gonna take a mental note here with you guys and we'll close with that concept. And and what I call the deal that I have with God, right? So, and again, being a, a Jewish man of faith, I have a spiritual compass in everything that I do. I'm not a Hasidic Jew, I need to make that very clear. But shout out to other people in the world that love Jesus, Buddha, Muhammad. Fucking Iron Man, Batman, Superman, Spider Man. I love everybody. I love all the universes. I get along with everybody. I read the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, Buddhistic principles. You know, I, I'm I am uh of a huge heart and I, I accept everybody for their beliefs. So my aim is only to inspire. My aim is not to be selective and put people in different compartments of life. I don't operate like that. That's not my character and it's not my nature. So Just wanted to get that uh, clear disclosure to everybody so that, you know, my traditional listeners overseas in Europe, they already know my flow. They've been with me for 10, 15 years of this podcast, but for the new listeners in different parts of the world that are not on iTunes or not on Spotify um, can have that clear. And if you're new, welcome to our radio show and our podcast. So... The dynamic here is this trio, which represents the third ownership of this business, which is a failed franchise three times over, has a very unique different or difference in managerial styles or administration styles. The main capital investor Uh, probably 75 to 85% is a silent partner of much older age. Um, The culture, the background, the dynamic of the way that this person views the world is completely different. So that's one dynamic. You have traditional old-school business, which is what I embody and represent. Now, this investor's uh, sibling you know, their, their child is more of in a learning curve, trying to balance out the new age of business in a combination with the old age of business. And maybe that's going to be today's podcast title, new age business and old school business. Now, the third person in the third ownership of a failed franchise is more of a weasel. Let's use the word weasel. It's more of an opportunist. Saw an opportunity, realized that there was hesitation on the other two parties and decided to capitalize and say, let's go for this business. Well, in the desperation to secure the business, And basing all of their decisions on incorrect data points because of the failure to utilize the right filter to analyze the business basically convinces the other two parties, you know, father and and child, into investing into this business. But they paid maybe 600% what the value was. So they had a deficit of, you know, 501%. So if the business should have cost or maybe was appraised or valued at $100,000, they pay six hundred dollars for it, directly or indirectly. Every business structure is different. So now, as time progresses, this trio, this new trio, has realized how the person that they bought the business from has continued to pull the same scam on other people so now all the businesses that were sold the new ownership is now in communication with all the new owners and they all realize we've been scammed scammed not in the negative connotation as somebody did something illegal or informal somebody a business plan together based on a a business model that was very selfish, very self-centered, very punitive, very vindictive. Those are not the type of business situations that you want to entertain because it hurts you in the long run. Maybe not in, in money and resources but it may steal away your time and it may Uh, deteriorate your happiness and your peace of mind and that you cannot put a value on so you can put a price on anything it's very hard to put a value on anything okay so I want you guys to hold a grasp a firm grip on this concept that I'm going to display to you guys so now the business feels like a bitter fruit that is slowly decaying. And time and time again remember the only time that my businesses get involved in your businesses or investments is when you're headed in the wrong direction. I am an open book. I'm here to share with you everything I know about life, business, psychology, retirement, investments, anything you can think about that I can help you with, I'm gonna help you with. Now I can lead the horse to the water. I cannot force the horse to drink. If a person cannot get out of themselves and their comfort zone and their own inside-of-the-box thinking, they're doomed for success regardless of how many times you have a business training with me, business course motivation. You know, I could give you the classes, the books. I can give you everything. But the problem now is internal. Just the internal hard drive that's fucked up. So as time has progressed... Every time that this business is in a dire need and necessity, they reach out to my company, which develops all types of businesses, but is very excellent in these types of businesses because it happens to be one of my biggest investments. So, in the same way that McDonald's is a real estate company, people don't get it. They don't understand how... You can make your profit from soda, but you're known for selling fast food and you dominate 59, 60% of the market globally. And your profit comes from soda. You're not affiliated to Coca Cola, they're your business partners. But what you really are is a real estate company. What I do is exactly the same. I'm a musician. I'm an artist, I'm a writer, I'm a composer, I'm a producer, I'm also an executive, I'm a venture capitalist, I have my own record label, I own a technology company, I'm into a lot of different things, real estate, investments, cryptocurrencies, um, franchises, brands, I'm into a whole bunch of stuff. But it all stems from that understanding that I can walk, talk and chew gum at the same time. Just because I'm an artist doesn't mean I'm not an entrepreneur. Doesn't mean I'm not a CEO and executive. It doesn't mean that I'm not willing to invest millions of dollars into my own franchises. Looking at me, walking down the street, unless you realize that I have the Rolex Batman on, you wouldn't know anything about me. You will probably judge me, which is one of my greatest advantages, by looking at me head to toe. You have no idea the portfolio that I have of investments. You have no idea where the peace of mind that I have in my mind, body, and soul, and my spirit comes from. And no, I don't need my name on the side, plastered on a building, or a business, or a jet, or a, a, a tour bus, or whatever. And again, I want to compartmentalize everything and go, everything, go over everything in, in sections. So this is the dynamic here. These listings go up, my technology company finds them, we have uh, proprietary software that is able to link up with these businesses, small, medium, and large businesses, corporate, Fortune 500, whatever the case may be. Now there's a recurring theme. Every time you have to have a business uh, business meeting with me, after the first time, there's normally a problem. Because if I take your business and I teach you the industry, and I give you my discipline. All of my experience, I give it to you. And we turn the business around to the point where the business is finally making a profit once again, how it was supposed to be when you first purchased the business. And as soon as I walk away and move on to the next business, your business falls again, there's a problem. And there's an internal problem. Does it prove my, my formula, uh, you know, basically... Does it prove it to its perfection? Absolutely. You're proving me right every single time you have to rehire me to rebuild your house of cards, your glass house. It keeps breaking because the foundation is not solid. So when you feel turbulence, you don't always have to look for a hurricane, a storm, a tsunami, or an earthquake. Sometimes you have to look at the ground that you're standing on. What are you not doing? Or... What are you doing wrong? What can you do differently? How can you apply this knowledge, which is not power, it's potential power, in order to steer your investment that is designed to make a profit in the right direction? Why is it that companies like Morgan & Morgan can generate $6 billion in a year? First of all, six billion dollars is a third of what they generate. They generate well over twenty-seven billion dollars. And their third is billions and billions of dollars. Granted, one year could be one billion, it could be two, it could be three, it could be four. But the point is this they have the discipline, the follow-through, the educational training. They put in the hard work to understand what the fuck it takes to be successful. You got to step out of yourself. It's better to have a piece of a watermelon than have an entire grape to yourself. When Steve Jobs passed away, and shout out to Valuetainment and Mr. Patrick But David, one of my personal mentors in life and one of my best friends. He just gave a keynote speech where he mentioned, when Steve Jobs passed away, he owned less than 0.6% of the trillion dollar company that he started. This is the sad reality of business. There are no feelings. There are no emotions. Business is war. That may happen to me. And I'm going to explain to you why, before we go back into today's example. I own a catalog of several thousand records. All original music, all mine. Seven, eight thousand, I'm probably like close to ten thousand from my current catalog, and maybe another four or five thousand of my previous catalog. So about ten, fifteen thousand songs. The closest person to my catalog is Prince. And he hovers around 2,000. If I just calculate the last year or two, which in May it'll be two years, I'm well over 5, 6, 7, maybe 8,000 records. That's four times, four to one ratio. I'm 41 years old. Perfect health. Now, I'm a hell of a businessman, and I'm an extreme serial entrepreneur. All I ever needed in my life was an opportunity. I knew that if you put me in the NBA, I was going to win a championship. If you put me in Major League Baseball, I was going to win a championship. If you put me in the NFL, you put me in hockey, I don't care if you put me playing golf. I'm going to win a fucking master's. Now, I have two choices. I can be in the music industry, or I can be in the music business. I'm going to let you guys pick and choose and assume where the fuck you think my mentality is. Because my motherfucking mentality is on business. 24-7, 365 for Eternity. Now, when a publisher's clearinghouse, a venture capital firm, a distribution network, a record label, or whatever, approaches me, everything is compartmentalized. I have my NFT collection, not for discussion, number one. Anything dealing with proprietary technology, all of my designs, not up for debate. My catalog can be synced. Licensed, leased, or purchased. And never in its entirety. Never, ever, ever, ever. What's my protection? Web3, the blockchain. Decentralized platforms and networks. I've been in that technology over 10, 15 years. I'm very well invested. Very well protected all of my intellectual property is very well protected and heavily guarded by the best in the fucking planet because I have legacy goals that far exceed my existence as a physical carnal being on this universe. Now, Kevin Hart, in an interview with Jay-Z, mentioned handshakes let's talk about handshakes would that be a more fitting uh, title for today's podcast let's make it handshakes it's not about getting to those exclusive executive suites and having beautiful business meetings and closing multi-million dollar deals and shaking those hands It's about holding on to that handshake and creating more moments like that. That's the part that our culture fails to realize. We do not congregate. Our culture is messy and racist against itself. And I'm not talking about race here. I'm talking about financial classes, the elite, the 1%, and everybody else. How is it that some companies can generate trillions of dollars, hundreds and thousands of jobs, if not millions of jobs, indirectly or directly, and get along perfectly fine and make business decisions that are sound for each client and consumer? And our people cannot do that at the very basic level. We can't do it in a small business. We can't do it in a career. We can't do it in a regular job. We can't do it in so many different facets so where is the glass ceiling the glass ceiling could be in your fucking mentality the glass ceiling could be in your fucking mind you could be living in a motherfucking jail cell because your fucking mind is weak and you will listen to somebody like andrew tate that fucking tells you to your face i have this type of ferrari you don't have them because you're broke and people continue to watch that's abusive behavior nothing wrong with it i see his angle some people will go for that shit But I have something to say about that. As much as I like a lot of his rhetoric, I disagree with his execution. But this is not a game of agreements. This is a game of profit. War is business. Business is war. There is no difference. You have peacetime leaders and you have wartime leaders. The leader that cannot switch gears is already doomed for failure. That's a guarantee. So take all of that. And go shopping with that. Go invest that in your stock market and in your portfolio of your mind, your life, your spirit, and your motherfucking soul. Because this is the business. This is the real business that nobody's going to talk to you about. This is the real shit. This is not for fucking beginners. This is not for fucking rookies or amateurs. A wise man or a wise human being only knows that they can learn a lot more. All I know is that I know nothing. Every single day is a new challenge. Every single day is a new learning experience. So with my catalog, I may sell the catalog. I may put my entire catalog as an NFT, just like Beeple, and sell it. In fact, that's one of the investments that I have for this year. I have to double-check in my notes. I don't know if it was Christie's or Sotheby's, um, One had turned me down, then the other one turned me down, then one of the other companies made me an offer, and I left it on the table just fermenting for the right time. This may be that right time. Now, what happens when I sell these records? Well, those records will be repurposed, rebranded, and synced and licensed all over the world. I know what the basic estimates are for the catalog. I know what the catalog can generate. I know my 16 to 18 times EBITDA and the numbers look very nice. So I'm actually putting it up for sale at a discount because I understand the concept of business. Everybody has to make a profit. As a matter of fact, I'll give you an example with one of my jewelers. He has these beautiful watches, all handmade in Italy. Some of the finest quality and craftsmanship that I've seen in a very long time. He doesn't always brand his jewelry so that new jewelers coming into the game can customize them, make them their own, and make their profit. You know what his guarantee is? Listen, whatever you pay for this watch at cost, at me making a profit, you're going to be able to double or triple. That's the type of business that I'm into. Having that consideration. That person doesn't have to go the extra mile. That person doesn't have to do that. That person could think selectively for himself and say, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to make all the profit. I'm going to brand everything with my company logo on it. And fuck the little guy trying to start from zero. Forgetting that he used to be the guy starting from zero yesterday or two, three days ago. Now that karmic debt that you have to the universe, God is going to charge you for that shit. Oh, you could have helped somebody? And you close the door for them, don't worry. Here goes God and closes 12 doors for you. And that's the part of life that people don't understand. Steve Jobs takes with him his legacy. Not his fucking stock certificates. Not the portfolio balance sheets and bottom line. Every time you use a smartphone, you have to think of Steve Jobs. Every time you have to compare Android to an iPhone, you have to think of Steve Jobs. I don't give a fuck if you're watching Toy Story at home like I just did this weekend. You're going to remember the principle that that man stood for. Just like uh, Charlie Munger and and Warren Buffett, they are bigger than Berkshire Hathaway. Morgan & Morgan is bigger than the nation of the United States. These are all examples available to every single one of us. The question is, what are you doing with that knowledge? Because I can point you to any library, online, or physical location that has thousands of books on how to do anything that you can fucking fandom. Because all of this is a library, just like Google, just like Bing, just like Yahoo. So what the fuck is the limitation? Is it your mentality that's creating the jail cell or the fucking glass ceiling? Because it's not the system. I could disprove that shit and debunk it real quick. Go into any motherfucking library and go get a library card because it's free. Become part of the 1% to 3%. And it's really more like 1.87% of people in America have a fucking library card and less than 1% that use it. Whose fucking fault is that? I pray that you're not one of those people. And I pray that anybody that listens to my podcast becomes one of the percent of the people that actually reads the fucking books and gets the knowledge and applies it. Because when you have a collective of of, of knowledge and you know that it's potential power, all you're looking for is the delegation of the execution of that knowledge. What challenge can the world give me today that I can use and incorporate into my investments, my own personal life, So that I can be geared to a better direction towards my legacy goals. I never understood the concept of having goals beyond my lifetime. I had a very hard time dealing with death and and leaving shit behind. Until I fucking realized they're going to tax my fucking everything when it's all said and done. And I'm not giving away no fucking free money to my... uh To my... A constituents for the simple fact that at the end of the day it is what it is so tax evasion is illegal right but avoiding unnecessary taxing or taxes is everybody's responsibility so whose job is it to prepare my estate and my succession plan that is my responsibility That is my prerogative. Why am I going to give away free money when that money could go into a trust fund, when that money could go into any financial structure from any financial institution that could benefit the rest of my siblings and my bloodlines? Why not do that? Why fucking be irresponsible and feel like life is going to last forever? Bullshit. What's going to stay behind is the principles of a man that once walked this earth. And what the fuck do you want to be remembered by? I'm going to go down in history as one of the best businessmen ever. Ever. Period. If that's not your goal, turn my motherfucking podcast off. And don't fuck with me, don't rock with me. Because I don't fuck with that weak shit. There's not a weak motherfucker selling my body. And I pity the motherfucking fool that has 1% of weakness. All I need to know is that there's a 1% chance for me to be successful. And I'm going to apply 99.99% of the pressure that is to my capacity. All the biblical scriptures tell you that whatever you find in your heart to do, do it with all your fucking might. And my might and my plight is to be successful. I come from a lineage of fucking hardships and struggles and poverty and pain and fucking psychological torment. I owe it to the next billion generations of my bloodline to be successful in all the things that I do. This is not about me. And people fuck up when they make success about them. Success is not about you. Success is about the ones that you love and care for and Those that God has placed in your hands. I have a deal with God. There are decisions that are predetermined for me that I have no choices but to accomplish. And I'm going to give you many examples. Because I had a conversation with my brother yesterday about this. And this will shed some light on it. There are people that God has placed in my life that I know for a fact. I am the fucking guardian angel of their universe. I have been fucking blessed with the responsibility, like Galactus and the Silver Surfer, to make sure that I find the best habitat and environment for them to flourish and grow. Some people may say, well, that's just a charity act. That's just a charity cause. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. I call it a deal with God. There are people... That I am indebted to eternally. I will always take care of their parents. I will always take care of their children. I will always make sure that financially their generations have the same sustainability as my own bloodline. And I didn't have a choice. I didn't choose for God to put those people in my life. So I made a deal with God. Listen. All right. God, I'm asking you for all these blessings. God's like, okay, there's a price to pay. I said, all right, God, surround me with your people, and I'm going to do nothing but bless those people. I'm going to be a philanthropist. I'm going to invest. I'm going to open businesses. I'm going to create jobs. I'm going to make a fucking change in my tribe, in my clan, in my bloodline, and I'm not going to complain. I'm going to deal with the bullshit. I'm going to fight the battles I need to fight. I'm going to win every challenge you throw at me. But that's the price to pay. God is like, all right, deal, 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 set, eternal. Now, what is the one fucking clause, the 1% that I could use to be righteous, to move through life with a spiritual compass? Very simple. You guys are ready? Here goes the golden key. All that wish shall follow me into the land of milk and honey. As a Jewish man of faith, Everyone close to me in my heart, and everybody close to them in their hearts, and all the people around me, and whoever's close to them in their hearts, they're welcome to join me in my kingdom, in my empire, in the land of milk and honey. But wait, there's more. There's only one clause in that contract. Everybody has to be drug tested. I don't give a fuck if it's my children, my parents, my relatives, my brothers, my sisters, my friends, my peers, my family members, my fucking employees. I don't give a fuck who it is. Everybody will be randomly tested. And the only way that you can exalt yourself from my empire, from my throne, in the land of milk and honey, the only way you can leave these heavenly gates is by trying to destroy yourself and jeopardizing everybody else around you. When you're an addict, you also make your collective suffer. When you go to jail, your whole family goes to jail with you mentally, not just financially and and you being incarcerated physically. Now, do I have a choice? I don't have a choice. Even though some people could say, well, you're holding yourself to a very high standard. And and you're spilling that over to the people that you love. Exactly. As hard as I am on myself, I need to be for all the people that I love and care about. There is no substitute for reality. The only way... That somebody can leave my empire, and I'm speaking of my heart. In this beautiful land of milk and honey, full of opportunity and potentials. I have 100 million, you have 99. The only way you could fuck that up is by using drugs. That's the one thing I cannot condone. And obviously, you can't be doing anything wrong either. Don't, don't get me wrong, I don't condone anything that's negative. But that is the one thing behind closed doors... That people have the power to control and not everyone is able to administrate themselves at the presence of a fortune. Because let's be realistic. How many fucking mansions can I buy that I can live in? If I bought one for every day, I can only have about 365 every year. What happens after that? That money rots in the fucking bank account. How many fucking cars can I drive every day? Well, I can only drive one a day. Okay. How many days in a week? Seven. So if I have seven fucking cars, how many can I drive at a time? Only one. Okay. Let's exaggerate. How many days in a month? 30, 31 days. Okay. I got 31 cars. Okay. Let's go to the extreme. 365 days, I got 365 mansions, I live in 365 different places every day of every year for the rest of my life, I have 365 cars. How many more motherfucking cars do I need? How many watches can I wear at the same time? How many chains? How many sets of earrings? How many bracelets? How many rings? You only have 10 fingers. Let's say I put 10 fucking rings on, on my hands and 10 on my motherfucking toes. Then what? Everybody reaches a limit. What about the excess? Okay, so I needed 300, 400 million dollars to do everything I wanted to do. Got three, four 400 million dollars. But now I'm worth 40 billion dollars. What do I do with the excess? Okay, I have to give back to the churches. I have to have charities. I have to be a philanthropist. I have to structure retirement funds and healthcare benefits and educational funds and scholarships. And it starts with the people in my family, my peers, and the people in my extended family. Everything has its limits. Not limitations that I'm placing on myself. But again, I can only drive one car at a time. I can only wear one pair of pants at a time. If there's 31 days in a month and I have 31 pair of pants, I'm pretty good. Well, if I have 365 pair of fucking jeans, how many more do I need? Everything has its limits. So now, what can I do with my challenge with the excess, with the extras. How can I invest that and multiply that and set it up in a structure where it takes care of the rest of my bloodline and all of my peers and family and friends? So I'll give you an example let's say somebody that God has appointed into my life that is very dear and close to my heart falls upon some challenging times. I'm financially wealthy, not rich, financially wealthy. My responsibility to God and to them and to myself personally with the universe, I will take care of your children, I'll take care of your elders, and I'll take care of those around you. Forever and ever and ever, I would never change that. That would never change. Write it in stone, set it forever. Blockchain, Web3, however you want to do it. I'm talking Web3000 shit, right? But that particular person, let's say that person has failed my minimum requirement, which is pass a fucking psychological test, you know, of course a background, but those random drug tests, It's not too much to ask. So guess what? If I found that this person or these people, this collective, that God has bestowed upon me to take care of as their guardian angel, that I've been appointed to do so. What happens when they break that Da Vinci code and they use drugs? Well, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Very simply put, it's game over. That doesn't have to affect what I do for their children or their elders or anybody close to them. I will always stay true to my word because that is a commitment that I made to God when I was very, very young. Probably around seven or eight years old. Right? Great. Now, I don't owe it to allow a person to destroy themselves. You could do that on your own because I could do bad by myself. I know how to live in my truth. Some people cannot live in their truth. And they would sacrifice the future of their loved ones for their own personal gain and their own personal purpose. Once I realized that I could focus on somebody's children and their elders, I no longer had a physical bond to anything or anybody in my life. Because I realize just because God placed you in my life and put me in charge of you does not mean I have to agree with everything that you do. If you're making a decision to destroy yourself, you go right ahead. But your children and your elders and the people closest to you will not fall victim to your fucking destruction. Because people like that are on a warpath to destroy themselves. I can jump off that boat without a life raft, because I know how to swim. And I can swim very well by myself. Now, as intense as that was, I want all of you guys to reflect on that and see how it applies to you. Let's go back to the original example. So in this particular situation, and again, why I say it applies to me is because When I make a decision to sink my catalog, lease it or sell it, or even rent it out, I'm conscious that whatever business partner comes into play, into the investment, they need to make a profit too. So if the catalog is valued at a billion dollars, I know that I have to have some type of discount cut into my profits so that my business partners can make a profit. And what sets me apart from every other artist and every other entrepreneur is that I understand and dominate all of these concepts. Therefore, taking that into consideration, I can make better sound financial decisions. Because they have a basis. They have a structure. There's a reason why 2 plus 2 is 4. And it's not 5 and it's not 3. There's a reason why a negative five and a five cancel each other out and it reaches the land of zero. Which is just an intermedium between positive and negative, opposite poles, just like yin and yang. The same is true in life. What good is my catalog if it doesn't help the next billion generations? That's the reason why that catalog is going to be auctioned off to the highest bidder. Now, I cannot determine what the market is willing to pay or not pay or whatever. That's out of my control. What's in my control is to put the catalog for sale or to negotiate the catalog. Does that have anything to do with my record label? No. Does that have anything to do with my NFT collection? No. Does that have anything to do with my technology company? No. My real estate investments? No. My franchises, my brands? No. My product or my services? No. Does that have anything to do with me as an artist? Absolutely not. Everything has its seasons. Everything and every component has its reason for being. So, I wanted to show you guys an example in myself. Not just talk about what I read in the book or what I heard from this person. No, I'm telling you, first person account, this is how I'm managing my career. I could wait for the industry to go through this bullshit or I could go on a worldwide tour. Well, May 1st through April 31st, 2025, I'll be on a worldwide tour. And I'm performing this catalog, which will be posted for sale uh, during and before the time that the tour is over. I already have that inclination. That's the direction I'm going in. That's what I've been promoting and marketing all this time. Now, back to this original business venture. This person's lack of vision at the centerpiece of this business investment has driven two other people almost into bankruptcy. Took them from a cash positive flow situation to being indebted through credit cards, barely making the minimum payments. And as you know, that interest is calculated 27.5 days out of every month. So when they say 0.9% APR a year, that's not in 12 months, cycles. That's in 27.5% cycles throughout every single month. So you do the math. And, and how they're able to, you know, put that in clever marketing, etc. Because that's how they get away with it. They're printing money out of thin air. But that's another topic for another day. So, every single time this business is in trouble, they create a listing. My company, my proprietary software, seeks out those listings. And then I start prospecting. I go and make assessment of the business. I get involved with the business. Excellent. Now, What is it continually showing if in the last six to eight months you've reached out to my company five or six times? That means there's a failure, a critical uh, damage alert and failure every 21 days. Where the the interest rate cycle on a credit card we just said is 27.5, you're in a 21% uh, ratio. And that's where the failure is. For me, clear to see day and night. For somebody that's emotionally invested and egotistically blind, they cannot even fandom what the fuck I just said. Yet I have to be nice and cordial. I can't say this to somebody's face because I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to damage something that I already know and have proof that is broken. Some people's mentalities are that frail. And it's only key components that unlock everything and put everything in perspective and showcase who they truly are. So now the sibling of the original investor schedules a business meeting with me. But the same request and the same response was sent to all parties. Out of three people in the collective, I know that the main Venture capitalist is so upset and wants to get rid of the business, which I agree. Maybe giving it 30 days to 90 days, 120 days max. By the time the summertime hits, that investment is going to be a fucking ship on a sand bed in the desert. I know that. I can see it already. I can smell the stench of that bitter fruit that is now rotting from the inside out. Now, taking that into consideration, my business advisors agree with me and my intuition to say, you know what? I don't think I should attend that business meeting. One, because I'm not enabling that negative behavior. Two, Because it took all this time for them to realize that all I wanted to do was rebuild the business. That when you pray is when God sends me. When I arrive and you think that you have God in your hands or you have him in a pocket, God says, "Uh uh-uh, I got another situation for you. I need you over here. From the time that I first got involved with the business for the third ownership, all the time that has passed, I could have been building that business up. I had the time to invest at that moment. Now there's a dynamic wild card. I'm going on a worldwide tour May 1st. I have to have all my business endeavors in place before May 1st. So now, what happens? I can only dedicate about 21 days to that business. And these are the last 21 days that I can dedicate to that business because what I'm doing is God status is on a God level as far as business right and all no praises to God I, I meant that in no offense at all so now reality has hit you know that you're an accountant you got to make a decision you got to turn that business around or you're not going to make it in the next three to four months A business that you've owned for going on three years is fighting an uphill battle because the standard now is not making it past the first five years. After COVID-19, now a business has to make it past the next seven years. Sometimes eight, depending on the industry, etc. Now you have the shining knight in shining armor, but guess what? I can only fight with one shield and one sword at a time. I only have one horse. Why? Because the universe has asked of other responsibilities of me. I have other business endeavors that require my time and attention, my resources, my discipline, and my implementations of all these formulas. So life has moved on. Society has moved on. The economy has moved on they made a bad purchase they got involved with the wrong business partners and now it's too late the losses are a gaping hole in that bank account and in that trust fund and in that LLC's Treasury Department this is a very critical time now how can I convey that I'm gonna have to send an email have a formal zoom meeting I'm going to have to reach out through technology and say, listen, this is the assessment. You can have it for free. But this is what you need to do if you want to save the business. You want to save the business, this is the best I can do to help you. But myself and my business partners agree, you know what? They're going through a situation that is self-induced. This is self inflicted wounds financially due to a lack of consideration, a lack of empathy and emotion, a lack of uh, training, and a lack of discipline, but also a lack of vision. There's too many red flags there. Now, I could be vindictive and not communicate these things and just say, you know what? I'm not interested in helping you, but I know that I'll have a karmaic debt to the fucking universe, so I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to give them advice and help them as much as I can, remotely. And even in that instance, I cannot enable um, improper investment consensus. Now I don't have to have my personal emotional feelings involved. It's just the reality. To put it in simple terms, what would it take for them to be successful it's very simple if the default was in the way of thinking in the mind if the if the problem is a self-inflicted wound if the problem is lack of vision what is the fucking answer well the question sometimes is the answer and it's a process of elimination if you're failing because you had a small mentality what's the antidote and the solution have a big mentality so don't worry about the business like I told them, you know, about a year ago, two years ago, by the building. Don't just stop at the building, by the shopping center. Now, that debt, that toxic, uh, toxic uh, debt, you can compartmentalize it into every other business that pays rent every single month. I guarantee you that there are contracts in that property that are 10 to 15 years old or are extended for 10 or 15 years. All you need to do is turn up the dial in your mentality. Okay, extend the leases for 25 years. You're at a profit over 50%. So you lost out on the initial investment because you paid six times EBITDA But now you can make 25 times EBITDA if you buy the building. Now you can make 100 times EBITDA if you buy the shopping center. Now you're entering a different realm of business because just like McDonald's is a real estate company, I am a real estate company as well. So I see the long-term cycle. I'm not interested in the, oh, let's make a few hundred thousand, let's make a few million here. I have a family so big that a few million dollars, I'll spend that shit in three days, max. And the older I get, the bigger my responsibility grows. And remember, just because I'm an artist and I'm creative and I do all the fly shit, doesn't mean I'm I'm not a businessman, doesn't mean I didn't invest the last 20 something years of my life into an education. Betting it all on me, learning the hard way, going through the fucking struggle. Grinding seven days a week, open or close. So when you see me in my motherfucking Lamborghini, don't tell me shit. Because you have no idea what the fuck it took to get inside a car like this. And to pay this kind of money. And to live with this kind of payment. And to one day say, you know what, fuck this shit. Let me go open up a motherfucking franchise. Let me get my happiness from a business that creates jobs and produces passive income. Every single day, 24 hours, 7 days a week. 365 in a year. Accept me when I say, no, I'm not going to invest my money in a motherfucking Rolex ever again. And understand the reason why I have to wear a St. Martin. Because I have 5,000 people that depend on me. Directly and indirectly, probably 10 times that amount. So you can't tell me nothing. I put in the hard work. You don't pay me for what I'm doing. You're paying me for what I know. I invested millions of dollars. I made millions. I lost millions. And I kept making them back. And I'm like, God, why the fuck is this happening? That's when I realized that it was a cycle. Fuck politics and political parties and leaders of campaigns. And all that bullshit is bullshit. This is about what you put into the fucking field every single day. And whether you're playing on the field with heart. There's another business opportunity where the ownership is super duper nice and we have a similar background. I prefer developing the brotherhood, the friendship, the, the family bond with that collective of and uh, that group of people than to become their business partner. Why? Because I already know That I'm into other businesses that require more of my time. And it would be unfair to do something that I couldn't complete. Or that I couldn't do to my highest capacity. So all of those things are extremely important to make these sound decisions. So that you can follow your gut feeling. Which has kept me alive and saved my life every single time I needed it. But in business, I have the same intelligence and savvy, I have the same clarity. I can walk into a business and in 15 minutes tell you how long that business is going to be successful, based on factors that are non communicational just like your body language. That is power. Having a background in psychology is one of my greatest advantages in business because I'm a people person and pain is a universal language so I can travel the world and understand people from all walks of life all different cultures and be able to relate to them and be able to understand and I'm not worried about the bottom line I'm not worried about the numbers we do today this month this year I'm thinking 25 years down the road is this franchise gonna still be around in 25 years is this product or service still gonna be viable And worthwhile in in the market? Or is it not? Is it a waste of my time? Anybody that is closest to me. Whether it's family, friend, relative, peer, business partner, etc. They got to be willing to hit these books as hard as I do. They got to have the discipline that I do. They got to work harder than me. They can't work at the same speed that I work. I'm a motherfucking cyborg. You can't stop me. But what do I need to be successful? I need the people around me to think in the same way. Because if they don't, they're dead weight and they will be easily replaced. There are people in my life that have found their own way out of it because they know that I run a very tight ship. I'm the captain, I'm the pilot, I'm the fucking leader of the clan, I am everything. I am motherfucking Shinobi. I'm not just Shaquille O'Neal. I'm Phil Jackson, and I'm Kobe Bryant. That's an uphill battle. When I can tell a business owner that they have another six years to prove themselves, I mean that shit. There's a situation where an entrepreneur reached out to me, and they've had an investment for a few years, And they're getting ready to make another investment. A lot of success deals with timing. You know what I thought to myself? Wrong timing. You're going to go from paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to operate your business to a few million dollars. That leap is quantum. It's just like being able to make hundreds of millions of dollars... Fairly easy in today's world if you have the right team, the right product, the right services. Under the right circumstances, if you know what you're doing, right? But to go from millions to decamillions to hundreds of millions to a billion dollars is quantum. If you cannot manage an investment that's $30 million, what the fuck makes you think you can manage an investment... That's worth $15 billion. If you don't have the mentality to penetrate your local market, your tri-state area, what the fuck makes you think you can penetrate the nation? What the fuck makes you think you can penetrate countries? If your business fails in California, it's probably going to fail in New Orleans. And it's probably going to fail in New York. Now, if your business is successful in Delaware, it's probably going to be successful in Arkansas and in fucking Dakota, you know, North Dakota and South Dakota, North Carolina and South Carolina. Do you understand where I'm coming from? If your business is successful in Vancouver, Canada, it's probably going to be fucking successful in Toronto. I'm willing to bet that if you can have a successful business in France, you can have a successful one in Italy, in Germany, and in Spain, and in London. I'm willing to bet that if you do good numbers in Australia, you can do pretty decent numbers in New Zealand. Now, if you cannot penetrate a market, where this is your background, you know, you grew up around these people, you went to school with these people, you socialized with these people, you played sports with them, whatever the case may be. You got married, one family joins another, whatever it is, and you cannot be successful, there's a huge problem. And it sounds like an internal problem to me. You cannot have 100 business partners and they're all wrong. And they all made the mistakes. Sometimes you need to focus on the internal hard drive. It may not just be the software or even the the auxiliary uh, hardware. It may be that internal drive. What book are you not reading? What are you not doing that's keeping your business and your success at the glass ceiling level? Are you in a mental prison? Are you locked in to poverty and mediocrity and subpar performances? Are you buying a Corvette by choice, or is it because you can't afford a Ferrari? Or are you buying a Corvette thinking that it's a Ferrari, not knowing the difference? Because a Ferrari is a car that you can only drive under certain circumstances. Just like a Bugatti, just like a Aston Martin, or a Lamborghini, or a McLaren. They're all different cars. When you see a drag race with all those cars, they don't belong on the same track together. When you see them on a racetrack, at least they're race cars, and you can see the differences. But the only true difference you're going to be able to capitalize on is that experience that you have yourself driving those cars. And then you'll understand where I'm coming from. Because I've been there in all the facets. I've been the guy throwing out the trash. I've been the guy paid less than minimum wage under the table I've been the guy being paid minimum wage but I also have been the guy that became the owner of the business same person different discipline different psychology different mind state different plan different execution I educated myself and I educated others I trained myself and I trained others I invested in myself and I invested in others Boom, became successful. But that wasn't enough. I shared everything I learned. And it didn't diminish from my knowledge and my pool of understanding. It expanded it, it grew to this level. I need a magazine and a podcast and a radio show, and I need to write books and I need to do seminars and give keynote speeches and invest in everything from music to cheeseburgers. I have chickens. Uh, chicken uh, wings as well. I don't discriminate. My job is to plant the seed. Basic shit. God's job is to take care of the complex shit, make a tree, make leaves and branches and roots and all this shit, right? Excellent. Very simple. My job now in life is to cherry pick the people in my team. Who do I need for what investment? For, for whatever portfolio, etc. Now I focus on creating the nest where the geese can come and lay its eggs and look forward to the day that I discover the geese that laid the golden egg. You may listen to my podcast, read my magazine, buy one of my books, go to one of my classes online, one of my courses or seminars. You may listen to my music. You may watch one of my movies. You may buy one of my NFTs. Maybe you like my chicken. Maybe you like my burgers. Maybe you like my grilled cheese. Maybe you like my restaurant. Maybe you buy a car from one of my car dealerships. Maybe I help you with the financing. Maybe I import or export the vehicle for you. Maybe I locate you the vehicle. Maybe I sell you a franchise. Maybe I incorporate you into my brand. I don't know how you're going to connect with my brand, products, and services, directly or indirectly, but my job is to plant the seed. My job is to share what I know. My job is to learn equally from all of you every single day. So that handshake is important. That stride in your walk, that pep in your talk, the way you two-step, the way you dance, the way you do your spin move is all important because we're all people and we all need each other. And once we realize that that's where the true success is, you'll realize where your true wealth is, which is in health and sound, stability, and peace of mind. I am an artistic, creative person. Creating content is natural to me. This is both my therapy and my classroom. This is both educational and beneficial because I have no reason to keep the knowledge hidden from my own people. You are of my clan. If I can help you, if I can put you into the right business book, into the right business class, into the right business course, in the right training uh, industry field, I'm going to do that. You know why? Because there's fucking how many billions of people on earth. There's an opportunity for everybody. Everywhere you look. It may take longer in some currencies and economies. For example, $10 in Africa is $197,000 of of whatever that currency is where where they have the, the diamond mines. How many of you are walking around with a few thousand dollars in your bank account? You're a fucking trillionaire in Africa. But are you walking around with the pride and ego of being a trillionaire? Being a millionaire is a joke. I need to crack the Da Vinci Code and get to the billions and then see what the fuck is up there. Because you could be the biggest guy in this room, but in the next room, you're a smaller guy again. Because in the next room, there's 100 people like you. But in that following room, now there's three or four trillionaires. What did they figure out? How did they do it? You think that these elite billionaire moguls don't pay taxes? They're fucking billionaires paying 40, 50% of their income. That means they're twice the genius. When you look at a fucking Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Warren Buffett, Richard Branson, these motherfuckers is billionaires giving away half of their everything. Yet we'll start a business with family and friends and we're upset this person makes 25% more than you. Maybe in this business, and in this portfolio, and in this investment, but the next idea can come from you. Because if you're in a natural flow state, you're always going to look for opportunity. Success comes when you can capitalize on every potentiality. So if you can't function in a small business, how are you going to function in a Fortune 500 company? If you can't adapt to those systems and learn them and master them and get all of your basic training out of the way, how the fuck can you start a franchise that's going to compete with Apple or Microsoft or McDonald's? How many people don't love playing baseball and football and basketball and hockey and fucking golf? But how many institutions... Put together a business plan, got financing, venture capital firm, went and signed multi-million dollar contracts, got endorsements, and created something as Major League Baseball or the National Basketball Association or, or the National Football League. What the fuck makes you think you can't do it? You can do it if you want to. If it's in your heart, if it's in your mind, if it's in your soul. If you're willing to put in the hard work and bust your ass. Who took McDonald's to where It is today. It was Ray Kroc, not anybody else. And from day one, he realized, I'm a real estate company. Last I checked, there were 57.8% of the market globally. Today, after the pandemic, I want to say 72%. I don't give a fuck whose feelings get hurt or offended. The facts are the facts. Now, all of these concepts, I apply to my own business. I got a worldwide tour coming, and I have family and friends still talking to me about bullshit and nonsense. Deep down inside, I want to offer these people jobs and executive positions. But time and time again, they show me that their heart is not in the right place. Their mind, body, and soul, their mental capacity is not in the right place. So who am I to close the door on a million motherfucking people out there that all they are is exactly like me, and they all need one opportunity? You take me to Major League Baseball, I'm going to hit home runs, I'm going to go without losing, and I'm going to win World Series. You put me in the NBA, I'm going to go to the finals, I'm going to get the rings. You put me in the NFL, I'm going to win the Super Bowl. So I have one relative... That has the potential to make more than 12 people as far as income because they're related to me. Why am I going to close the door on 12 people that need a job? Everything had to be formatted. If it wasn't for my business partners, I wouldn't have selected the tour to have those dates. I didn't have a date coming into 2024. Now the tour is May 1st through April 31st. Out of 365 days, I'm on tour 363. My private jets, they're two different jets. One holds two pilots, five seating capacity. That means me and four other assistants. The other jet is two pilots and only six seats. Deal with it. I cannot bring the whole fucking world on my private jet. Can't do it. It's impossible. The only way to suffice that investment is to grow. So what do I have to do? Buy a fucking Boeing or a Bombardier? No. I have to buy another one. That holds two pilots and a crew uh, and, and, and six passengers. Or two pilots and five passengers. That's it. I'm a plus one or a minus one. That's it. And I have no intention on flying my own aircraft unless, you know, I'm with family or something like that. Not for business. I'm too busy handling business. So what is that telling me right there? Life, the universe is saying, listen, your inner circle, your, your, your management staff can only be plus four people. Meanwhile, I have 120 people to choose from. And they're all being tested directly, indirectly, uh, psychologically, mentally, physically, in all aspects. Everything that happens on my day-to-day for me is a new test and a new example. Guess what? By May 1st, there can only be four people in that private jet with me. And I'm going to have to make three times the income that my businesses are producing in myself, even in my music career, to buy a second plane. And all it's going to do is give me one extra seat. So am I paying an additional $8 million? For a new aircraft or am I really buying an $8 million seat? That seat has to be for somebody extremely important to my company. And, and you know, value that hundreds of millions of dollars. If I'm spending $8, 9000000 million on a jet plus a fucking crew and, and fucking uh, the fucking jet fuel and all this other shit that you got to get. Like that shit is fucking expensive. But I'd rather have a private jet than have a fucking yacht. And that shit is just a fucking sinkhole money pit. I could charter a motherfucking yacht for a few hours. Or a few days, even a few weeks. Maybe a few months. I cannot own a motherfucking private yacht. Not yet. Not at this point in my life. Not with the goals that I have set forth for myself. Will that time come? Yes, it will definitely come. But it's going to take some time. Now I know my reality. I live in my truth. I cover myself until where my blanket reaches. I'm not trying to go over my head. It's unnecessary. Most people don't have the vision to see outside of themselves, and that is why they can never grow. Most people will not make the investment into themselves, yet expect the mangoes to come falling from the sky ripe and peeled and ready to go. What can you do differently? What can you bring to the table that is different? What's going to set you apart from the crowd or the trend or the fad or the phase or the temporary flash in the pan? When you go to these Japanese restaurants and they're cooking cooking the meals in front of you, they're just throwing little butter sticks on the fucking table and a little bit of of oil. And it may not even be olive oil. It may just be a synthetic uh, vegetable oil blend. It may be a blend. You go to Sizzlers, they sell you the sizzle. They don't sell you the steak. You go to Chili's, Applebee's, they bring you the little pans with the the wooden bottom to hold the skillets or whatever. And you're amazed by the sound and the glitz and the glamour. But what is really left is that person forcing an investment that doesn't understand how hard it took for the person to generate the money to pass it down to The succeeding generation that has put their trust in a person that has no vision. Doesn't realize when they're winning. You're already making a profit. You're making a killing with your fucked up business model. And if you improve it, it can be better. And you don't have to abuse anybody in the process. Yet, they still want more. They want power. They want to control. They want to fucking win every argument. They want to be the loudest person in the room. The loudest person in the room is not always the person that is the brightest or the righteous. I study and learn from the loudest person in the room. In order to guide and direct myself exactly on how never to be that. Understand that when you're dealing with me, this is who you're dealing with. Yes, I'm an artist. Love music. Love entertainment, love creating content, all that good stuff, natural to me. I'm an artist. I'm a creative person. But I am one hell of a fucking entrepreneur and one hell of a fucking businessman. My word is my bond. I'm a dreamer. I talk about the future. I'm a time traveler. I'm not here to talk to you about the past and how I did this and how I did that. All that shit, none of that shit applies to me. None of that shit matters to me. In my music career, when I do an interview, don't ask me about shit of my fucking past. I got new music. This is what we're here to talk about. It's a project I got going. I'm on tour. Let's rock and roll. Too many people are having the Al Bundy in Marry with Children moment of the Hail Mary touchdown that they caught to win the game in the high school or junior high school game. That shit is in the past, baby. We moving on. I like the Testarossa, but if I bought that Ferrari, it would have to be a 512 Le Mans. Or maybe a 512 TR. It's a Testarossa, but it's not the same model. It's a big difference from 87 to the 94 model to the 97, 98, 512 Le Mans. You want to see the prices? Go online and look at the price of a 512 LM. So you can see what the fuck I'm talking about. But you know what? At this point in my life, I need air conditioning, I need an airbag, I need fucking power windows and door locks. I need remote keyless entry, I need a nice sound system. I need anti-lock brakes, I need stability control, electronic brake force distribution. It's just a reality. I cannot buy a fucking 92 Dodge Viper, has no airbags. I gotta buy a fucking 2017 I don't have a choice. Life and the universe and God has required for me to grow. I thought I was advancing business five years ago. I thought I was advancing business five months ago. I thought I was advancing business five days ago, five hours ago. Guess what? Five minutes ago, the game changed completely. What you gonna do now? It's time to separate the diamonds from the moissanites. What is clean and pure and what has the appearance of being clean and pure. Moissanites predominantly come from a laboratory, clean. Diamonds predominantly come from blood mines, not interested. I don't want that energy around me or my body or my collective. I'm not going to pay $80,000 for a Rolex that's made out of stainless steel. and They make a million of them shits every year. Not interested. I could buy a St. Martin for less than $1,000 and it's a million times a better watch. There are a million other brands that make decent watches for a few thousand dollars. What the fuck is the point of paying that kind of ridiculous money? How fucking insecure are you? You're a very little person to me if you have to spend that kind of money on a fucking clock. Because time doesn't exist. Clocks exist. Calendars exist. Not time. Time is a concept of man. Tomorrow is today. You look at the sunrise today, Is a difference... Because it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That shit doesn't exist for me. I told one of my, uh, one of my uh, uh, employees, which I don't like to use that word, but one of my business partners, I said, you know, in this company, there's no days off, right? There's no days off in my company. This is what I live and breathe, eat every single day. Every day I'm forcing myself to the next challenge, to the next fucking moment, to the next opportunity, to the next, to the next, to the next, to the next. That's what it's all about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is all the time that we have for today. I wanna thank you all for joining me once again in this gathering of the minds. Now I can sit down in my office and write my priority list. As you can see, Raven did not visit us today because it was raining. And hopefully tomorrow we'll get to see my little bird Raven that dances in front of my windows, um, where we record our, our podcast. But um, it's time for us to, to take other wildcard situations into consideration, because business is changing every five minutes. And a business strategy that may have worked five years ago, five months ago, may be completely different in the next five days. So we are asked to face this challenge every single day. What can we do differently? What can we improve on? I'm always looking for challenges because I'm always focused on my goals and I'm always working on solutions. I have to be honest with you as my business partner and be able to tell you that's not, you know, in your best interest long term. Maybe that's not the best investment. Maybe sometimes you got to know when to walk away. Because in that particular business that I used today as an example, the only way to make up for the half a million dollars that they've already lost at purchase and the other 600000 to keep it going, $1.1 million, the only way to, to carry that over is to buy the building. And that's going to set you back with the shopping center maybe $4 or $5 million or 5000000 dollars not including the 1.1 you already spent. So at best case, you're making back 3.9 million. But guess what? You have to learn from the fact that you didn't have a big enough mentality. And now you have to think five, six times macro. Or accept your defeat, accept your loss, and take your newfound knowledge and understanding onto the next business simple as that but it's like life right you're not going to get out of this shit alive it's that kind of situation like you know you can swallow your pride and ego learn and better adapt yourself for the future or you could fight until you sink the battleship because it's sinking and it's sinking fast or you can create a new opportunity by looking at it differently and that may change the propensity for that business to make a profit. Because now, if you get into the real estate side of things, you know that your money is secure, versus just paying monthly rent on a mortgage. You're already locked in for 15 years, 25 years. You might as well do it to buy that shopping center, to have that passive income from you know at least 80 different units that can be rented out, not including the money that That business can now make back because maybe now you can make back that $1.1 million over 10 years doing $95,000 a year and, you know, putting that into savings at 4.9%. It's very possible. But then you also have the added bonus that you own the shopping center and you own the building, at least one of the buildings in the shopping center. Then you could work on buying the other two or three buildings, but you have to think outside of the box. You have to think long-term. This is not a five-year investment, as you can tell from the last two and a half going on three years. Three generations tried to lift this business, and it bled every single one of them dry, except the secondary ownership found you as a sucker to buy you know, a water balloon that is leaking out all of the water. Eventually, you're going to be left with nothing but hot air. And all it's going to do is make a little trumpet sound, and it's over. So pick your poison. Pick and choose how you want this to end out. Me, personally, I think this is a home run situation. I'm going for the shopping center. I'm buying the building. I see nothing but bars of gold. But, sadly, I can no longer do anything be on an assessment of the business. And this this, uh, podcast, this radio show, will be sent out as the business assessment because the people involved in this investment know exactly what I'm talking about and everything will be clear. Now, whatever each person chooses is of their own choosing. You have to live with that. I've been through situations like that. Sometimes you have to know when to let go of a business or an investment. There will be other opportunities. You have your whole life ahead of you. This is not focusing on the past. This is only the beginning. When people speak of my career, they're always mesmerized by all of these accomplishments, you know, all these things that I've done. Listen, I'm not focused on that. The difference between me and the competition that doesn't exist because I only compete with myself, It's that I'm always looking forward. I'm a time traveler. That's it. I don't want to talk about the present. I don't want to talk about the past. Let's focus on the next investment. The next set of challenges. The next group of people to turn into millionaires. I've made many, many millionaires. Many, many times over. And looking from the outside in, you would think the opposite, right? You're like, oh, they made him successful. No, no. I'm the brain behind the organization. I'm the fucking entrepreneur behind the portfolio. I'm the creative, the venture capitalist behind the career. I'm not only an artist, I'm an entrepreneur. And this is not just what I do. This is who I am. Deep down inside of my core, in my heart of hearts, I showcase it every single day day in and day out. And I remember that concept because it was very well put together by Kevin Hart and Jay-Z. It's not just the handshake. It's not just closing the one-time 25 million dollar deal. It's closing multiple deals, multiple times, over and over again, repeating the same formula for success. If you can make a million dollars, you can make a billion Nobody said it's going to be easy. But how many examples do we have of people that are successful in different industry trades, businesses, franchises, brands, etc.? How many more fucking people do you need to prove to you that you can be just as successful? Go to the fucking library and read the book and figure the shit out like they had to figure it out. This lifetime doesn't come with a fucking instruction manual or 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 how-to booklet. This is trial and error. That's why I invest everything on me. Win, lose, draw. I bet it all on me because I know what I bring to the table. Now, my greatest challenge in life is to identify those people that got places in my life that have the same eye of the tiger because I've always had the eye of the tiger. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to wish you An amazing day today. May you conquer everything that's in your path. May everything that you touch turn into solid gold. Always remember to dream big because dreams come true. It happened to me and I know for a fact it's going to happen to you. Thank you so much for your time and have an amazing and wonderful day. We will see you on the next one. God bless.